Good morning. Welcome to church. Thank you for joining the online church service of the SA congregation in the UK. Uh, what a privilege to have church in this way. It's my prayer that um, our scripture reading, our prayers and the sharing of, of a few thoughts from scripture will make a difference in your life. Um, we are together in celebrating and mourning the uh, passing of Queen Elizabeth II. She made such a huge difference, not only in our lives, not only in our time, but throughout 70 years that she was in reign, that she reigned in the UK. So our prayers go with her family. Our prayers go with all members of her staff and people that were very close to her. And we know that her passing away will deeply affect life in the UK as we know it. Our prayers will also go with Prince King Charles, um, that he will have the wisdom and the knowledge and how to reign as wise as his mother did. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you that we may come in prayer this morning, that we may offer our heartfelt condolences with the royal family of the passing of Queen Elizabeth. Thank you for the example she was for each one of us of steadfastness, of wisdom, of living a, a life of service, of giving herself to something that's much larger than her. Thank you that we can hold these thoughts close to our hearts. We also want to pray for, for King Charles and ask Lord Jesus that you will, you will use him um, in, this, in this, king, this earthly kingdom um, in a wise manner, in a way that will serve the much bigger kingdom. Thank you for your love. Thank you that you are still on the throne. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. Our scripture reading is from Galatians chapter 2. I'm busy um, looking at Galatians, a few, a few thoughts from Galatians. Um, Galatians chapter two is an interesting, interesting part uh, of 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 this whole book of Galatians. It's it's a story of Paul that went with Barnabas to see the leaders in Jerusalem, and there was a slight slight disagreement regarding the role of religious rules and laws and what place do they play in uh, in the life of of uh, faithful faithful followers of Jesus Christ. Um, People were quite clear about the fact that um, religious laws can't be as crucial as we sometimes want them to be. It's faith in Jesus Christ that saves. It's only faith in Jesus that justifies sinners. Let's read a few verses about that. Um, Galatians chapter 2 verse 15. We who are Jews by birth and not sinful Gentiles know that a person is not justified by observing the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Jesus Christ, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by observing the law. Because by observing the law, no one will be justified. But even seeking to be justified in Christ, we Jews find ourselves also among the sinners. Doesn't that mean that Christ promotes sin? Absolutely not. If I rebuild what I destroyed, then I really would be a lawbreaker. 
for through the law I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. One of the most important questions that um, as believers we, uh, we've got to answer is the question, how can I get right with God? What can I do? How can I repair my relationship with God? How can I begin a relationship with God? And the answer, Paul says, is quite clear. It's Jesus plus nothing. It's only through Jesus. God accepts us through Jesus in no other way. Um, and if he talks about this, he, he, he gives us three different perspectives about that. The first thing is what we read in chapter 2, verse 16, where he says, We know that a person is not justified by observing the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. It's only by faith in Jesus Christ that we are justified. Um, and the word that um, uh, Paul used, he used two words. The one is uh, justification. The, the other word is righteousness that we get um, in, in, in verse 20, 21. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me, gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. Righteousness means the right relationship with God. Now Paul comes and says, justification, justification take place through faith. What does that mean? What does it mean to, 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 to come into the right relationship with God? Paul says in verse 21, I do not set aside grace of God. I cling unto grace. I hold onto grace with everything I've got. Because that's the only way I can be justified. That's the only way I can receive righteousness. And Paul says that, isn't that what the gospel is about? The gospel is about God that sent that in grace sent his son Jesus who died for us and paid for our sins in grace and that we can believe in him through grace. So that's the reason Paul says, I hold on to grace with everything I've got. Because the moment I think that the most important thing in faith, in religion, is to do the right things, to follow the law, uh, to work hard, to work out my faith. Um, the moment that I come and say, listen, I've got to do stuff. Then I'm actually working out, trying to work out my own salvation. That's impossible. The 16 says clearly, we know that the person is not justified by observing the law, but by faith. Jesus Christ. To follow the law, to observe the law, 
doesn't put you in the right position before God. It doesn't change God's perspective, God's view of you. Um, you can try to be uh, live a good life as possible. You can try to be sinless. God's not going to change his mind about you. Um, because there's no amount of doing the right thing that can justify you. Verse 21 says, and that is quite dangerous if we, if we look at that. He says, I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. If you really think that by being a good person, you can be saved, then you're actually denying the cross. That's what Paul says. So if we believe that Jesus died for us on the cross, it's, it, it's got to have an implication that we must stop trying to earn our salvation by doing the right things. Stop trying to, 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 to be good people and think that God will li like us more or that we will be more acceptable for Him. It's not going to happen. Because justification means that God changed His mind about us. To, 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 to come into the right relationship with God is to accept that God changed his mind, changed his view about who we are. What does that mean? You know, sometimes situations occur where you try to justify yourself. Something happened and, and there was a certain, um, a, a certain explanation of why it happened. And you, in your mind, you know, it wasn't that. And then you went back and said, no, 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 I know this happened, but this is the reason why this happened. And, 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 and this is my perspective on that. And I try to justify myself to change your mind. When I became a Christian, it means that I died with Christ. That's what, that's what verse 16 says. Um, um, sorry, that's what verse 19 says. For thou the law, for through the law I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. When I came to faith, I actually uh, actually was crucified. I died with Christ. Paul says that's what it means to, to become a Christian. It means that. God has the same opinion about me than he has about Jesus because we died with Jesus. If God looks at us, he looks at us through his son Jesus who died for us. That's what it means. That changed God's opinion because if we believe then we are his children then we are brothers and sisters of christ then we are then we died on the cross with christ that's what it means to believe to be with to be to uh, uh, to be with christ in his death to to say that i was crucified with christ that's what you say when you say i believe in jesus christ i believe that jesus died for my sin I believe that Jesus paid for my sin, which means 
we are dead for sin. It means that God looks at us in the same way he looked at his son. That's how powerful this is. He doesn't, he doesn't look at us and say, oh, you poor, poor sinners, you'll never, uh, you'll never accomplish anything. He, he doesn't look at us and want us to, 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 to act in a certain way before he's going to love us, before he's going to accept us. He accepts us because Jesus died on the cross for us. That's what the Bible tells. That's the gospel. And we can be quite certain of the fact that the day that you came to faith, the day that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the day that you uh, hold on to his grace for you and that you believe that he died on the cross for you, on that day, God's view changed. And he he is looking at you and me through his son, Jesus. He, he is not looking at us and seeing everything we don't accomplish. All the rules we are breaking. Um, he, he, he is not looking at us and see some a person that we not yet are becoming. He's looking at us through Jesus who loves us and the implications of that is huge because it, it's, it changes our own view not only about faith but it changes it has the potential to change our view about who we are in Christ to change the it has the potential to potential to change the way we we look at our life of faith that it is not a, a whole bunch of rules and 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 stuff that we need to do to earn our salvation it's something totally different we live we can live now with the knowledge that the most amazing and wonderful person that ever lived thought that it was worthwhile to, to die for us. That's how powerful it is. We all see the impact of, that Queen Elizabeth had. We see it in the way people mourn. We see it in the way people come to pay their last respects. Um, we see what happened when someone that's good passes away. Saying it again, we can live with the knowledge that the most wise and amazing and wonderful person in the whole world thought it worthwhile to die for us, to die for you. How powerful is that? And that means, that's what verse 20 says. It says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. How must we live? How must we act if we say that we are believers? Uh, what must we do? You must stay in Christ. That's what you've got to do. What does that mean? That means that you must 
keep on remembering that this Jesus loves you, that everything he did was because he loved you. Everything he suffered, everything he went through, his death is because he loves you. That's what you've got to think about. Put that in your heart. Put that in your mind. Let that make you act in a certain way. And while I'm living, while I'm talking, while I'm thinking, while I'm speaking with people, while I'm doing stuff, I must keep on remember Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. John 15 verse 5 says, without Jesus says, without me you can do nothing. We can do nothing without him. That's why we say, why we say the answer for, for what, uh, uh, how can I make my relationship with God right? The answer is Jesus plus nothing. Because the moment you add something, you miss everything. And it's so easy. It's so easy to come to a point to say, okay, yes, I believe. But um, if you want to be a true Christian or a real Christian or a really deep Christian, then you still got to do X and Y. Or you still got to clean up your act. Or you still got to forgive that and that and that. Or, or, or you still got to grow in this and this and this. You still you got to change. So to a certain extent, we keep on saying it's Jesus plus this and that. And that's wrong. That's not what Paul says. That's not what the gospel is. The gospel is faith in Jesus Christ saved. That's all. Nothing else. But we know that the challenges, we've, if we say we believe, it has implications for our whole life. So, so how does that change if I say I believe? I think in a very practical way, I think that it starts each day when you remind yourself of what Jesus did for you. You must never lose the awe of how much he loves you. You must never forget that he loves you through grace. Nothing that we deserve, undeservedly. You must always remember that that, that made, that God changed his mind, changed his view of you. And the most amazing person that ever lived was willing to die for you and to die for me. Put that in your heart and in your mind. Think about that. Let that change the way you treat people. If you, if you say, I believe Jesus loves me, we've got to love. If, if we say, I believe that Jesus forgave me, we've got to forgive. If we say Jesus, um, it's, it, everything Jesus does is through grace, we must start having grace for people. Otherwise, we still don't understand how much he loves you. Listen to verse 20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me, in my thoughts, in my heart, in my mind, in my planning, in, in, in everything I do, Christ lives. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 
So every day, the whole day, that's got to be in the front of your mind. Jesus loves me. That I know. For the Bible tells me so. How do you get your relationship with God right? Starts with Jesus plus nothing. That's where everything starts. That's where everything stops. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you love us. That you care so much for each one of us that you was willing to die for us. Thank you that we can hold on to you, that we can live in your love. And that we may know that this love will change our hearts and our minds and the way we treat people and the way we think and the way we do everything. Thank you for your love. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. We have opportunity to bring our offerings. Thank you for every, any, everyone that's giving faithfully. Um, we really do appreciate it and it's making a huge difference. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he shine his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.